yes, good afternoon to you and thank you for tuning in to Gospel Best Radio this afternoon for Impact Clinic with Sheo Edele. It's February the 3rd, 2024 and this is February's edition of Impact Clinic with Sheo Edele. For those who are conversing with this program, those who always join us, you know that uh, every first Saturday of the month we have uh, with us our dear brother Sheo Edele for Impact Clinic, which is an opportunity uh, for us to reflect on matters that are important to our Christian life, matters important also to our stewardship of the life and the time and the talents and the opportunities that God has given us in this pilgrimage. And of course, as always, I have with me in the studio today, uh, their brother, Rashi Mendele. Good afternoon to you, bro. Good afternoon, sir. Of course, when we met this afternoon, when we met this afternoon, uh, he said to me, Happy New Year. I'd forgotten that we had not seen uh, this year. So it was, it was such a joy to, to, to meet up again. Thank you very much, sir. And I know, you know what happens is that because with the, with the technology, we're always online, maybe on Zoom and, and, and then meeting up. But we thank God for preserving us uh, to see not only 2024, but now also to see the second month in the year 2024 exactly. and we give him the glory we are trusting that by his grace he will see us through this year and many more years in jesus name Amen. and of course this is february so if we count down to march so to april we started this program in april yeah, exactly. right april 2023 april april 1st yes, 23 which uh, that, that's your birthday yes, april 1st 2023 but i was listening to some back episodes and then i said oh april, we started in april yeah. so we'll soon be counting down to the first uh, year anniversary of this program on Gospel Street, and we really thank God for, for his faithfulness indeed. Okay, I'm going to leave it to introduce today's topic, which is a shift in focus. But before that, I'll, I'll say a word of prayer, and then, and, then, and then you carry on from there. That's fine, Lord, we thank you for bringing us together again. We give you all the glory. Thank you for granting us the grace to see this month, the month of February 2024. Thank you for all the blessings you have given us in the times past. Thank you for the assurance we have that you are going to see us through this year. Lord, we pray that you will strengthen your son who is leading this and that you will speak to all of us and grant us the grace to, to learn to be wise. Amen. We ask in faith and with thanksgiving in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Uh, thank you very much, sir. Uh, like you said, it's great to be here again. <laughs> Last month, we had the streaming on eggs and yes for the platform and we bless god the feedback was great mm. yeah so as barista said we're going to be looking at their topic church series for this for this period of time for some couple of months we're going to be looking at church series and the topic we are looking at church is, series yes yeah, church series. church okay yeah, but the the topic is a shift in focus the church of then and now okay a shift in focus the church of then and now. We want to look at the state of the church. Okay. Uh, the state of the church. And as I was preparing for this edition of Impact Clinic, a song came to mind, and I would like people out there, people listening to me or to us, to join us to sing the song. Uh, it may not be a common song, but I believe once I sing it, you're going to flow with it. Mm. It says, river flow, river flow. Let eternal river flow in your church once again. Let mm. eternity be seen. River flow, river flow. 
let eternal river flow in your church once again. Let eternity be sing. I'm going to sing that song. The reason is this: when we want to talk about the church, the the aim is not to the aim of this series is not to condemn the church. It's not to condemn the church. It's not to castigate the church actually. Mm. So uh, because I believe that nobody has that pedigree to do that to yeah. condemn the church to to speak ill of the church. But we are looking at discussing this because on Gospel Bells Radio, our, our aim, our vision, what drives us is to engage the culture the with the of mind Christ. of Christ. Just as the scripture says that in the days of Noah, you know, people were just giving in marriage. They were doing everything yeah. as norm. Mm -hmm. uh, and they were not conscious of the fact that something looming, yeah. something is looming, something is yeah. coming yeah. that they should prepare for. So it is needed for the church to... To, to hear something like this. So like I, I want to lay the emphasis on the fact that my the aim is not to condemn the church. Yeah. Nobody has the pedigree to do that. But I, I'm hoping that as we discuss on this topic, on this series, that the Lord will raise in the board, in the heart of the believers, the burden to pray for the church. Hmm. If there is any time the church needs intercessors, yeah. if there is any time that the church needs to look beyond our pastors, our reverend, our religious leaders, but that everybody, the church, should see it as a time to intercede, a time to pray. Yes. Uh, I believe that is what this discussion is going to is going to do to us. It's going to raise in our hearts the burden to pray, to intercede more for the church, for the church. Okay, and so I'm um, looking at. God helping us, again, mm -hmm. to raise and breed a generation that we abide by the injunction of God as chronicled in the book of Jeremiah 16, 6 verse 16 okay. that says that we should seek the ancient path, path exactly. and walk in it. Mm -hmm. I, I know we are in the generation that thinks that, uh, you know, the ancient path is old school. Mm. Because even for many that's, people for many yeah because even that scripture says that but you said that you will not work in it mm, exactly true seek it seek it so mm -hmm. so the, the aim of discussing church series is that number one we will believers we have the burden to intercede more for the church believers will will we will raise a generation of men that will seek the ancient path and work in it. So the song is River flow, river flow Let eternal river flow In your church once again Let eternity be seen River flow, river flow Let eternal river flow In your church once again Let eternity be seen if you listen to me out there, I think you should pray for the church with that song. Because I believe the responsibility of the church is not just to do activities, but to bring eternity to bear in the realm of time. Oh, yes. That men will know, that just like Jesus prayed in, the, in, in teaching the Lord's Prayer, he said that at his, as it is in heaven, so. that it should be, meaning that eternity should come to bear in oh, the yes. realm of time. Oh, yes. Okay? So, we, we, because I perceive that when we astray the state of the church, the modern church, yes. uh, we, we agree that if the kingdom materials look back, mm. <laughs> they will be crying, they will be weeping. Mm. You know, I, I don't know the year that hymn was sung that uh, 
faith of our fathers yeah living, living still. still in spite of dodgings far and, and so so when the the kingdom materials that have gone ahead of us when they look back just as the book of hebrews says that we have you know a, a, cloud, a, a of cloud of witnesses so if they come to look at what we do what the church is at the moment I perceive that they will be doing the same thing those old men did in Ezra chapter 3 verse 12. Where the scripture says that those people who <laughs> saw the old temple, the first of, yeah. when, when they saw what is being done in the recent time, the they were weeping while the new generation, they were glamouring and laughing yeah. and celebrating that yeah. we are doing something great. Exactly. So, Ezra, I'm going to read Ezra chapter 3. He said, but many of the old priests and Levites and family heads who had seen the former temple mm. wept aloud when they saw the foundation of this temple. I mean, the new temple, the foundation of the new one. Yeah. He said, being laid, while many others shouted for joy. Mm. So if we look at the church sincerely, in my little days in the in, in the Christian dorm, in the yeah. church, I think if I look at two decades back or a decade and a half back and look at what we have now, there is a huge difference not to talk of centuries back mm. so the, the the while the old are <laughs> are saying lord what, is this? Da- what is this I, I mean we the, the the new breed we are saying no this is the this is what <laughs> I, I remember going to a particular church and one of the youth who happened to be a president of the campus fellowship you know, was contending with their chaplain, who is mm. the vicar of the church, okay. and saying that oh, the, the content you're teaching is not the trend, is not the recent trend, and all of those. And that is the, the content of the Lenten season, of the Anglican communion. Okay. That there is a manual we do have. So I, I was like, come on. <laughs> you're saying that the fathers don't know what they're doing. The people who have written this, they don't know what they're doing. But by the time we ask the new generation to come to bring their content out, Hmm. They fizzle with time. Exactly. So that is the state the people in those days in Ezra chapter 3 found themselves. Where the old ones were crying and saying, no, this is not what used to be. The new ones were, were celebrating. They were rejoicing. So we are hoping to gain insight on what the ideal church looks like. Because we need to see beyond modern activities in our religious centers. That is the aim. That is what we are looking at in this church series. Exactly. Because I believe that the one who laid the foundation of the church never sees the church as a center, but lives. Mm, as lives, exactly. The one who laid the foundation in my little study of the scripture, in, in my little journey in this Christendom, I believe that the one who laid the foundation of his church, which is Jesus himself, he, he does not see the church as a religious center. He sees the church as lives. Because the scripture is explicit about that in Acts chapter 17, verse 24, that God does not dwell in temple means with ends. <laughs> God, Acts chapter 17, verse 24, it said, The God who made the world and everything in it, the Lord of heaven and earth, and does not live in temple built by human ends. So when we are saying we are going to the temple, we are going. Jesus is seeing us as the temple and not religious centers as temples. True. We we are his church. So Jesus said, "I will 
build I'll build my church my church and when he was talking about that you know if, if you cast your heart back to the book of Matthew chapter 16 verse 18 Matthew chapter 16 Jesus was asking the disciples who do people say I am who am I to the people and they said some said you are Elijah some said you are this some said he said but you who do you say, say I am? Uh-huh. Peter responded, he said, you are Jesus, the son of God. And he said, flesh and blood did not reveal this. Upon this, I will build. He said, you are Peter. Upon this, I will build my church. <laughs> Upon what? Upon the revelation of our understanding of his person. Mm. Upon this. So it looks to me that Jesus does not build his church on piece of land. He builds his church upon the revelation of his person and the finished work of grace and salvation. So, if we are seeing the church as centers, if we are seeing the church as centers, what we are saying is that, you know, (laughs) Jesus, Jesus himself, Mm. that he is restricted by location. No, we are the mobile church. Exactly. Jesus wants mobile church, not centers. Okay, I'm not saying that centers are not needed. We are going to get to that. But what we are saying is that we are trying to get what is the ideal church. We are trying to get the ideal church in perspective. So Jesus said, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail. So the building of his church was not for them to look for a piece of land where he's going to build. It is that upon this revelation of my person, upon the revelation of what I have come to do for the salvation of men, upon the revelation of the grace that I bring, then I will build a people, which is my church. (laughs) So, and that is, Jesus tried, you know, defining, you know, most times Jesus, while on earth during his earthly ministry, you know, he, he, he spoke more in parables. Yes. He takes those who are, called, who are in, a, in his inner chamber to say, oh, master, you said something in parable. We, we seem not to understand. Then he break it. But to the crowd, he speaks in parable. Yeah. So towards the end of his ministry, he rode to the Jerusalem, to the temple. And he saw the way things are being done in the temple. He said, no, this is not the ideal. You guys are trading you guys are, you know, you, you've turned into the den of robbers. He said, but my house, my temple, a people I want to build shall be a house of prayer and not a den of, of, of robbers. Okay? So Jesus already, he, 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 I see him trying to redirect the focus of the people. They may not understand. They may be angry about it. They may become so furious about it that because what the Bible says is that he brought out a whip. (laughs) But he is saying that, come on, understand what this church is meant for. The the church is not a place, you know, and and that is what the disciples, the the, the disciples that he gave the church to. If you read the book, the account in the book of Acts chapter 6, when there was the issue of the Hebrew women not being served, you know, the widows yes. being neglected mm-hmm. and all of those, the, the, the apostle said, he said, we cannot neglect the ministry of the word yeah. and prayer and to pray. serve tables. Exactly. So <laughs> it means that we cannot neglect the core, exactly. the core mission 
the, the, the necessity, the reason why he instituted the church. We cannot leave it and do ephemerals. Exactly. So Jesus made his people understand. Acts chapter two, verse Acts chapter six, verse two and four. They said it explicitly. We can't. We can't. We cannot neglect the necessity of the church to begin to serve table. But when we come, when we look at the church today, it looks as though we serve tables. You, you know, some persons, some, if possible, some people will go to fifty-two churches in a year. Because they want to receive the ampers for first timer. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So it, 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 we we should know that the the it, it, the church is the house of prayer. I'm going to define the church. I'm laying a foundation of the reason we need to really discuss about this church series. Mm. So it should be the house of prayer, not a place of commercials and social networking. Yeah. Yeah. Because people now join churches just to network. Yeah. And that is what Jesus was trying to do in his in his time towards the end. So we 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 are trying to we are going to look more at the book of Acts because I believe that to understand the mission of the ideal church, to understand the operation of the ideal church, then we need to look at how it all started. Exactly. We need to trace the ancient path. Mm-hmm. We need to study the book of Acts. Actually, it's not the act of the apostle; it's the act of Jesus and the Holy Ghost. Exactly. <laughs> True. Because Mark chapter sixteen, verse twenty, made it understandable that as they were talking, he was confirming their works with signs following. Uh, yes. So it was actually the Holy Ghost through Jesus that was working through the disciples, through the disciples. and that is what was recorded in the book of Acts for us to see. The handkerchief taken from their bodies, their shadow raising, all of those things. Yeah. It's not the act of the apostle, it's the act of the owner of his church working through his people. Yeah. Hallelujah. So Amen. this is this is what is the burden that we are trusting God to bring to bear under this series. So what is the church from what we've said so far, the church is the believer. The church is the believer. If you read, aside the book of um, Matthew, where Jesus mentioned church, where you will see church being stated often is in the, in the book of uh, Ephesians chapter 5, mm. where Paul was talking about Jesus as the head of the church, husband as the head of the wife, and all of those. Yes. Now, when you read carefully in, in, in the book of Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23 downward, he said, For the husband is the is the head of the wife, as Christ is the yes, head of the church. church. Mm-hmm. Now, if you read it, the next thing after the church, he said, His body, of which he is the Savior. So, what the Bible is saying is actually. The church is not bricks. Jesus is not the head of bricks. He's mm. the head of the believer. Yeah. Jesus, and that is why I said that Jesus does not build his church on piece of land. He builds his church on lives. Mm. He does not see it as religious centers. He sees it as lives. Okay? So he said his body, which is his church, 26, he said, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her unto himself 
as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or, wrinkle. or any blemish but only and blameless hmm. when you look at all of these things it shows clearly that Jesus is not talking uh, Paul was not talking about church as a brick yeah he was talking about church as a believer that is what Jesus came to do to present us to himself spotless you know, Jude was saying that unto him who is able to keep you from, from falling and to present you faultless, I commit you. Mm-hmm. So Jesus is, is the head of the believer, which is the church. So when God says, when, when people say that, uh, I hear God saying I should build him a church. Sincerely, what you need to begin to look for is not first money to buy a piece of land. It's to look for lives to pour into. Absolutely. Absolutely. I will build my church. <laughs> is I will build men who will carry this gospel yeah. everywhere. Okay? So what Jesus came to save is not buildings. What he came to save is the believer, the church. So the church is the believer. The believer is the church. Number two is that the church is the congregation or the community of believers mm-hmm. coming together. Or we say the church is the coming together of saints. Okay? The coming together of saints. When you read the book of Acts chapter 12, verse 5. In Acts chapter 12, you know, after Herod had captured the first matter, he picked uh, Peter again and threw him in prison. And the Bible says that the church prayed earnestly. Exactly. Now, the church that prayed earnestly is not the building. Buildings, bricks don't talk. <laughs> bricks mm-hmm. don't pray. Mm-hmm. So, the church that came together is a community of believers, a community of saints, a congregation of saints. So, the church is the community of saints. Okay? So, the church is not a denomination. The church is... A, and that is why when you read the Bible, you will not see the Bible mention a particular church. It can say the church in Rome, the church in Ephesus, mm. that's the community of saints in that vicinity. In that vicinity, yeah. The community of saints in that geographical location. Okay? So, and Jesus, wanting us to understand this, he made it clear. He said in the book of Matthew chapter 18 verse 20, he said, where two or three, three. are gathered mm-hmm. in, in my name, my name, in my name yeah. I am there. <laughs> and that also answers the question, which denomination can we find Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> we can only find Jesus where people gather in his name. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if Anglicans, Baptists, Methodists, irrespective of denomination, redeem, winners, if we gather in his name, Jesus will be there. Oh, yes. So, Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 proves to us that Jesus is only present where believers gather in his name. Emphasis is on the fact that in his, in name, his name. yeah. In his name. So, if two, three, 50,000 gather, if it is not in the name of Jesus, even if they claim they are a church, Jesus is is absent there, if it is not in his name. So what what authenticates a church is not the crowd. Yeah, 
definitely is is the is the forefront the 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 point of attention of their gathering mm. if it is not jesus then he is absent i don't care the lightning the sound how good the sound is how gyrating the atmosphere is is not the matter the matter is in whose name have they gathered yeah in whose name have they gathered so we jesus said wherever two or three are gathered mm. so my question is as we are going to the church tomorrow as a pastor as you're gathering people tomorrow in whose name do you gather mm. as a member of a church in whose name do you gather is it in the name of the geo or the name of your pastor yeah if it is not in the name of christ you are in a wrong place absolutely because i see people change church because the church change pastor in whose name do we gather if the church is not gathering in christ's name then jesus is not there mm, so now there. we we should now begin to look at it that let us look at the church of then i have tried to define the church the point of emphasis so far is number one: Jesus does not build his church on buildings, on on piece of land. He builds his church on men, on people, on saints. Hmm. Number two is that the church is a believer. The believer is the church. Number three is that the church is built upon the revelation of the person of Christ and his finished work of salvation and grace. So we will now begin to look at comparing the church of then and now. Brother, we can have a I know yes, you've been listening to our dear brother Shewun Edele for Impact Clinic with Shewun Edele on gospelbellsradio.com and we are glad to have you here. We are also live streaming on Twitter. So if you are on Twitter, you, are, you can go to Gospel Bears Radio and we are live streaming there. The, the theme for this, today's engagement is this, a shift in focus. A shift in focus and this is focusing on the church, the church of Christ and a call for us to shift our focus back to the church built by Jesus Christ himself, the church being built by Jesus Christ himself and not to our modern conceptions of, of what the church is. The church is definitely not a building. Uh, we have had that this morning and he says that makes a lot of sense. And when you were mentioning that uh, it is not about the denomination or the lighting or the or the, or the, or the sound, but the question is in whose name do we, gather? do we gather? In whose name do we gather? And not just us saying the name of Jesus, but in word and indeed are we gathered uh, in the name of jesus so this is a very interesting topic and we wanted to join the conversation what you can do is to tap the whatsapp widget on the bottom right hand corner of our page tap the whatsapp widget share with us your thoughts on this uh, do you have questions do you have contributions do you have concerns uh, that you want brother she did it to respond to please do not hesitate to do so if you are with us on twitter just tap just uh, make a comment and we're going to see it here and we're going to read it out loud thank you all very much god bless you very good and uh, there's a song i have here from building a people of power Build your church law. So at the end of this program, we are going to play. We are going to play that song. Okay, over to you now, bro. So we 
the, the question on our table is in whose name do we gather? Yes. We want to look at comparing the church of then and now. I keep laying emphasis on the fact that their aim here is not to condemn the church, but for us to readdress our focus. Okay? Number one thing, if we look at the church of then and now, is the leadership. The, one of the major difference, one of the shift in focus is the leadership of the church. The leadership of the church. Now, when you look at the early church, you, you can see explicitly that the leadership of the church is traceable to the Holy Ghost. But in our days, the leadership of the church seems to be to the flesh or self. <laughs> the leadership of the church then was basically as the Holy Ghost bid them to do. You know, when I read Thessalonians, and I heard Paul saying something like, <laughs> I... I wanted to come to you, but the Holy Ghost yeah. asked me not. He asked me to go elsewhere. Even in the book of Acts, yeah. he wanted to go, not until he saw, you know, somebody in his revelation saying, come to Macedonia and help us. And help us. So what, what, drive, what, what led the church of them was the Holy Ghost. But today, flesh and self seems to be the, the point of concern. Mm. Uh, I think in October last year, I did a, a, a teaching, a virtual, a two-day section on the ecclesiastical leadership, which is the church leadership. Yeah. And I said that for church leadership to be right, the Holy Ghost is a major ingredient. Yes. So, well, when you look at today, and that is why in the book of Romans, time may not permit for us to read, I would have loved us to read Romans chapter 8. And do a little of exposition on it. But when you get to, you, you hear from verse 6 saying that to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life. So it means that what we bring life mm. to a church is spiritual mindedness. Yeah. A church can be full of light in terms of Bob. That's true. A church can be full of gyration in terms of how good, sophisticated the sound system is. But I want to put it to you that if that church is not spiritually minded, mm -hmm. they are breeding death and not life. Mm. And that it is a point of concern because when you hear Jesus, you hear him say things like the word that I speak they are spirit and they are life. So it means that if a church gathers for 52 weeks in a year and lives are not transformed, because in that same Romans chapter 8, you hear the Bible saying that if the same spirit that raised Jesus reign in your mortal body, he said it will quicken you. Oh, yes. So if there is no quickening of the spirit in the church, it is an evidence that the church is more carnally minded than spiritually minded. Hmm. 
It is the spiritual mindedness of the church that produces life. That's true. So that Romans keeps reading down to verse 14, and he said, Romans chapter 8, verse 14, and he said, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. As many, a church that is not governed by the Holy Ghost can never produce life. Revival does not come to a church based on how elegant the pastor appears. Exactly. Revival comes to a church based on how well the Holy Ghost operates. Mm. And that is why that Mark chapter 16 verse 20 is a, a scripture that every leader of the church must put in mind. As they went about preaching the gospel, the Holy Ghost was confirming their works with signs following. Signs will be absent in any church that is not spiritually minded, that is not Holy Ghost centered. Yeah. Because one of the reasons there is less manifestation in the church is that we rely more on administration. That's true. <laughs> That's true. The church of today relies more on administration than inspiration. Administration means doing things through men. Yeah. If, if you study management and administration, getting things done through men, through people. Administration means getting things done through methods. But inspiration means getting through things done through the Holy Ghost, through the Spirit, things sponsored by the Holy Ghost. Yeah. Inspirations, activities sponsored by the Holy Ghost. So, the reason the church, when 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 we 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 begin to desire more of the days of our fathers, people who were not as schooled as we are, and we are beginning to desire the wonders and the signs of their time, because when we look at the, now to them, the gap is wide. I think one of the issue is that. The church relies more on administration than inspiration, inspiration of, the Holy Spirit. of the Holy Spirit. So the, the revival the church desires won't come until we the church understands that the secret of kingdom exploit is not in how well read a man is. I mean, when I say the man, the church pastor, the church mm -hmm. general mm -hmm. pastor, whatever. So what we bring the revival the church desires is not how well read the, church, the, the, the pastor, the leader of the, church. of the church is, it is how much the man allows God to work. And I want us to consider some passages of the scripture, Mark chapter 16, which I've been laying emphasis on. Then Acts chapter 10, verse 18, uh, verse okay. 38, shows us a secret. He said, how Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Nazareth okay. was anointed by the Holy Ghost. Who went about doing good, doing good, raising the dead, healing the sick, and all of all that he did? He said, For God was with him. He said, And you know that God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost or with the Holy Spirit and with power. Oh. Then Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were oppressed by, by the, the devil. devil. For God. The secret is that for God was with him. Him. 
for God was with, was with him. So all of the exploits that he did was because, because God, was with, God was with him. Mark, we are going to Mark chapter 16, verse 20. Mark chapter 16, verse 20. It said, And they went forth, talking about the disciples, and they went forth and preached everywhere. And the Lord walked with them. The Lord walked, walked with them. And because he was working with them, and he was confirming his word, not even their words. His own word. <laughs> exactly. So you can only speak his words if you are sure that the sermon you preach on Sunday is sponsored by him. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is the word he gives that brings life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I know there are different apps now. Apps that when you type a topic, if you type faith, it will bring all the verses that relate with faith. And you see your pastors quoting, you think they are quoting. <laughs> they are using apps on phone. Hmm. Take away their pad. Take away their, their notes. Many may not be able to talk for 30 minutes. <laughs> so what we are saying is this, that the revival the church needs what makes the church produce more life in the days of the apostles? The secret was that the leadership of the church is based on inspiration. I was talking with a group of youths some weeks ago, about two weeks ago, and I said, as far back as 2012, when I had the privilege to lead campus fellowship, those days I was, I was much younger, and I was preparing for... I was just, I was an hundred level, made the president of the fellowship, and as the president, I have to preach. And, and there was one of the topics I just typed on Google to prepare someone, and I heard in my spirit, never you. <laughs> mm. Give a sermon to my people out of what you browsed. <laughs> oh my God. And I can say that that is the last time I did that, 2012. I can, and if I can remember the whole. I was on campus that day hmm. when that instruction came. So when I wrote my first book and all of those, and I wrote, I asked somebody to help write the forward, and the person is saying, eh, you did not put reference, you did not make research and all of those. It is not the research. I'm not writing research work. I know all of those things. <laughs> but I'm writing, in it is what he gives I write. And my point of reference is the Bible. Because the word he gives produce life. Mm -hmm. If I'm writing academic book, sure, I will put references and all of those things. But what we are saying is that even we have men, men of the pulpit, who will not preach without browsing Google, mm. <laughs> without using a encyclopedia to browse, my God. And that is why our sermon does not go beyond intellectualism. We only speak to the intellect of men. We, we speak to the minds of men. We don't speak to their spirits. Exactly. That is why the church raised people who are fleshly robust, spiritually handicapped. Fleshly robust. But in the spirit, they, they are staffing. 
Because the what's the, the meal of the spirit is the word. Apostle Peter was speaking in First Peter chapter 2, verse 2. He said, Desire the sincere milk, which is the word of mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. Until the church understands. That kingdom exploit is more traceable to inspiration than administration. Hmm. We will still be far from the results our fathers produced. True. Absolutely. We will still... The disciples could not do it outside the Holy Ghost. Even Jesus, despite the fact that they've been with him for years, could not send them until he has said, Gather until you are endowed with with the Holy Ghost. So he said... Until then, if that power does not come, you cannot be a correct witness That's in true. Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, an utmost part, part of, of the world. So the, 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 the church needs to begin. Every pastor, even if you are not a pastor, even Sunday school teachers, even choir masters, even choristers that sing, we need to begin to ask ourselves, what sponsors my content? Is it inspiration or administration? Mm. Do I, do I, am I speaking what God wants the people to hear or what the people wants to hear? We have men whose content is to feed the itching years mm. of the end time. Of the end time. And sincerely, it's, it's a rhetoric question that we've not found answers to. If Jesus comes today, will he find faith on earth? Have <laughs> we not shifted focus from the, 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 the Holy Ghost, I, I, one of the definitions I give the Holy Ghost, I said it is Christianity made easy. Because the only way to live this Christian life, the, the, what we were given, what we were given, the help that was provided, the aid that was provided is the Holy Ghost. So we can't do it. And remember, I said the church is the believer. Even for our daily life, do you rely on the Holy Ghost? Mm-hmm. Do you, do you rely on the Holy Ghost? Or everything is based on what you were taught in school? Hmm. When we compare the church of then and now, another dichotomy, another difference is the view of, the, of ministry. Okay. How we see ministry. <laughs> the church of old sees ministry as a call. Yes. I think the church of today sees ministry as profession. Sad Source so. of livelihood. Very sad. <laughs> so sad. The church of old, in the days, if, if you read the account of Apostle Paul, you will hear him at, at the first verse, second verse of every epistle he wrote. I, Paul, the servant of Jesus. Somebody said bond servant. Bond bond servant, a slave. He said and made an call to be an apostle. Yeah. So in those days, ministry is more of a call than source of livelihood. In fact, Paul was addressing in those those days too, there are some persons who see ministry as profession. Mm. And Paul defined them. He said they are enemies of the cross. Mm. He said their God is their belly. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 18. Their God is their belly. 
So the question is, if you are doing ministry, like I said, that one of the aim is to help raise a generation. One of the aim of this discussion is to help raise a generation. How do you see ministry? Is ministry for you an escape route to unemployment? <laughs> is ministry an escape route to unemployment? Is ministry a shield for economic hardship? Because it, when I estray the frontiers of the early church, I think they did not see ministry as an economic variable. Where salary is to be earned. But a call where divine mandate mm -hmm. is to be fulfilled. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is a call. If you read Galatians chapter 1, verse 13, 14, 15, Paul was narrating his experience and said, when the appointed time came for God, who called him? God called him. <laughs> so ministry, how do you view? How do we view ministry? Mm -hmm. Believers, church of God, we have said it. You had the church. How do you see ministry? Is it a call or a way of putting food on the table? Yes, I know that God has a way of paying his servants. Yes. Because the, the, God, the Bible says that God is not unjust that he should forget our labor of love. love. But remember, my point of concern is the focus. Because if the focus is wrong, the activities will be wrong. <coughs> if the focus is wrong, the activities will be wrong. So, how do we see? In, in the days of the apostles, ministers were on God's payroll. <laughs> Not on a religious organization payroll. So, Jesus... Jesus asked a question. He asked the, uh, the disciples a question. That, that should be Luke chapter uh, 12, verse 35, or 20, 22, rather. Luke chapter 22, verse 35. He asked them a question. He said, then Jesus said to the apostles, when I sent you out without a purse or a bag or a sander, did you need anything? What he was saying is that did I fail in making your supply? Exactly. And they said no. <laughs> so, because they receive it as a divine mandate, yeah. where the purpose of the Lord upon their life, because I do say that there is ordination, God's ordination upon every life. Yeah, true. Ordination is not, you know, being made a pastor. Well, it's an English word. When you check the dictionary, it can mean that. But divine ordination upon a man is the call of God upon that life. That's true. He called them. Matthew chapter 12, verse 19. He called them. He said, I will make you fishers of men. men. So, what we are saying is that the view, the way we see ministry, we determine how we will do ministry. If you see ministry as a profession, <clears throat> your concern will be how to make ends meet. That's true. Omadi or Gota or Gota. 
Either lives are affected or not. Once the pastor can can afford suit, it's fine. Either lives are transformed, either people are marching to hell or not. Once the pastor has the major thing, I mean basic needs of life, then all is well. <laughs> hmm. When you look at the book of Acts chapter 13 verse 2, he said, while they were worshipping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit says, set, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul so. for the work, for the work to which I have called them. Set apart for me for the work I have called them. Yeah. So we we need to see the church needs to understand that ministry is a call to work. It is not an I doubt for laziness. <laughs> so the apostles they know that this ministry is a call to the fulfillment of the divine mandate of God upon a life. And it is not what you wake up one day and you just say, God has called me. I know that the call of God does not need to take century for you to confirm. Yeah. But be sure. Because Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4 says something salient. He said, and no man takes this honor upon himself. But he received it when called. No man takes the honor of apostleship, of pastor, of teacher, of evangelist, of prophet upon himself. No man. Except he is called by God, just as Aaron was. Yeah. <laughs> Hebrews chapter 5 verse 4 is a verse of the scripture we should also understand. No man takes this honor upon himself. We must, the church must understand that title is not, is not, is not great, great. Like, okay, I've gotten to this level, then I should be in this title. No, no. Because my fear is that I hope that why men are calling you pastor, 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 God is not seeing you as one. Mm. Because no man takes this honor upon no, himself, so. but he receives it when called. It is the call that precedes ministry. Call is what is the foundation for correct ministry. And I noted, I said ministry is too godly that you cannot afford to do it manly. Mm. Too godly for, for it to be done manly. Exactly. <laughs> it is God-centered, not man-centered. Ministry is too godly that no minister should afford doing it manly. Because I see that this is what Jesus proved with, with the lives of those that he raised for the first church, the heavy church. This is what he proved. When he chose, he, you, you know, when, when you read the Bible and you pay attention, you notice when you look at the disciples, the 12 disciples, fishermen, tax collectors, mm. 
Well, maybe look physician anyway. But when you look intently, you will see that he intentionally picked men who maybe men were not expecting much from them. Exactly. But he is trying to prove that ministry prosper based on my accreditation upon in life, not the credential of that man. Exactly. <laughs> and the power is not of us. That is the that is his his, his point. Of, that ministry, yeah, uh, 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 that is Second uh, Corinthians. Yeah, four seven. That this thing, this this thing that we are talking about, eh? He just choose to do it exactly. so that with the honor is to him. Exactly. He said that the 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 the, the treasure is hidden in earthly vessels. So ministry is too godly. You can't afford to do it manly. You do ministry based on God's accreditation upon your life, not based on your credentials. Mm. At chapter 4, verse 13. If we don't pay attention to some of these things, we just think that ministry is... That is why people, some pastors are angry when they are not addressed as doctor. The, the miracles doctors could not do. I mean, academic doctors and fishermen were, were doing it. Fishermen, rather. And that is why Acts chapter 4, that is after what happened in Acts chapter 3, that they raised the silver and gold with Abnon mm. in the name mm. of Jesus. Mm. So, in Acts, and the, you know, people gathered around and everything. He said, and when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, <laughs> and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, now, ignorant men does not mean what they meant by ignorance, it means that they were illiterate. Yeah. He said they marveled and they took knowledge of them that they, that they have been with Jesus. Jesus. Hmm. Many of us are being, we are going, we are being in school, we are not being with Jesus. <laughs> we are, we are, I'm not saying I. Well, thank God, I'm not speaking your battle. Well, I may have <laughs> so you, you should know that. I'm not castigating academics. Yeah. But I'm talking of focus. The focus is on Christ. I, 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 I think I said this jokingly. In the days of Babalola, the, those times that he raised the dead and all of the miracles he did, I am sure that if maybe at a point Baba had tried to use English to minister, I'm sure if Baba had said, <laughs> Let's assume he wants to raise Lazarus. If Baba has said Lazarus rose up, Lazarus will still have come out. <laughs> Even when it is a wrong tense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because it's not in the grammar, it is in the life. <laughs> and that's why Apostle Paul said that I do not come to you with eloquence of speech. He said, I seek not to know anything amongst you, except but except Christ, Christ and Him crucified. crucified. So it is the focus is on Christ, the focus is on God. The focus is on the Holy Ghost. But I think today, we seem to focus more on credential than accreditation of God upon your life. Hmm. We seem to <clears throat> focus more on credentials, credentials more than God's accreditation. But my desire is that the young Brits we will begin to focus more on God's accreditation hmm. than credentials. We will... We, we can wrap up our 10 to questions. We continue next month.
Wow, uh, and I believe that you all can agree with me that this is uh, a most timely discussion. This is a most important discussion. Uh, it's a situation that we have to have as the body of Christ. And I do believe and I hope that as we carry on this education uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit, one believer at a time, a group of believers at a time, I pray that uh, the Lord himself will bring a big revival to his church Amen. in the name of Jesus. I mean, I mean one of the questions is, uh, well, it, it is right to look at the leadership of the church and to say that, look, there are things that should give us concern in terms of uh, having people in the leadership of the church who, who see it as, as a career, as a profession rather than as a calling. Uh, but then the impact is felt by the, uh, by the, by the sheep, mm-hmm. as by the members of the congregation. You know, when Jesus uh, in his days, he looked at the people and the gospel recorded that it's hard grief for them because they were like people without, without a shepherd. Of course, they had, yeah, they had priests, they had exactly. uh, leaders in the temple at that time, but Jesus looked at them and said, ah, these people have no shepherd because Jesus, Jesus, Jesus did not see uh, any of those leaders as being in the mold of, of priests uh, according to the order of Aaron, people who were actually uh, serving God, were looking up to him. Mm-hmm. But for the, for the sheep, and I'm using that as metaphor for mm-hmm. uh, the laity members of the congregation. What what can we do? What can we do? Yeah, does that appear like something that is out of our control? What can we do about that? Uh, well, it's out of our control in a way, mm. but it is also in our control in a way. Mm. How do I mean? When when you know that, you know, Apostle Paul in Ephesians chapter six verse nineteen, he said, "Pray for us." Exactly. That I will be able to speak the right thing. Mm. So, and that is why I said one of the aim of this discussion is that the believers will have a body to pray for the church. That's true. It is in a it is in a circle of influence because we can pray about it. Exactly. It is also in our circle of influence because we can choose not to feed the ego of the pastor. Mm. Mm. When he's not doing it right, the church should not be saying right on pastor. That's true. When we may, when when it is obvious that we are not concerned about good grammatical constructions, we are concerned about the, the life those words we provide. But you know, when we are in the days of rhymes, and so, you know, and that is why <laughs> sometimes, sometimes, I, I'm not, like I said, we are not castigating, actually. But, you know, there is a way we, we try to put melodies beneath yeah. sermons, yeah. you know, strings. Yeah. And obviously, you know, all of these things, there's a way, there's, psychologically, it has a way of affecting our emotions, our feelings, and all of those. Although we, there is Bible backup for why people use strings and say Elijah, I mean, uh, Saul, I mean, Samuel rather, when he wanted to prophesy, he said, look for me in Israel and all of those. I'm not, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not disputing. But when we begin to call a spade a spade, spade yeah. I think, because amongst this lady are members of the council. Mm-hmm. What do we do in our council meetings? That's true. Amongst this lady are members of the church board. What do we discuss? Don't we say that, oh, we've listened to 52 sermons, 
52 Bible studies, that's 104 messages. Lives are not changing. So when we, when we are not feeding the egos of men who have reduced ministry to their head, I think there can be a turnaround. Hmm. And one of the ways is also for few of us who have found some of the truths from the scripture, we should hate. I think hmm. we were discussing over the weekend when we were talking about uh, Mr. Uh, self Sharing or self-will. 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 And we were talking, that's uh, the Reader's Club. Yes. And we said one of the issues is because the truth is more quiet exactly than the lie exactly so if we can echo the truth more than the lies hmm. i think there will be a change thank you very much and i believe that's a most appropriate answer to that first that nobody should say there's nothing i can do because you can pray yes, sir. you can pray and second is that you can also if, if the Holy Spirit has read the truth to you you should re-echo it we should, we should not be silent. We should not be silent. Well, uh, there you have it for this month's Impact Unique with you. And this is, I, I'm very excited about uh, where we are where we are focusing on right now. Uh, because uh, I do hope that the next one will also uh, advance this discussion further. Uh, because uh, this is an area that we need to shed so much light on. Uh, please, if you want to get uh, a copy of this of this program, just reach out to us. We are going to we are going to put it on our site. But if you want a direct copy, we can also always always send it to you. If you know somebody who needs to listen to this, because this is a very important discussion. Let, I mean, let us know, and you can send the link directly uh, to that person. It's been a wonderful time here for us on Twitter and also at GospelBestRadio.com. And we look forward to you joining us again by the grace of God for the next episode in March. And I pray that the Lord will spare our lives in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Do, do you have any announcement to make or anything? I'm going to give you the number of uh, Brashim Hidili shortly so that if you want to reach out to him directly, uh, you can always do that. So, okay. So, if you want to reach out to uh, their brother, Brashim Hidili, you can call him or send him a text 0813 8138 0813 736 8138 0813 736 8138 you can also mention your email if in case somebody wants to reach out all right thank you very much sir so uh we're going to continue this series next month uh stay tuned on gospel bells radio www.gospelbellsradio and there are other aside impact cleaning there are other programs on gospel bells radio in fact on daily basis Every second, you have something defined, content mm. defined on Gospel Bells Radio. And um, if you want to reach me personally, my contacts have been shared on my mail, shameoedele01 at gmail.com. And you can always reach me via WhatsApp for other content we share. Mm. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you very much. And at 8 p.m. tonight, we'll be gathered for the Readers Club. Uh, where we'll be reading Pilgrim's Progress. We completed part one. We are now on part two. So please, if you can join us, we'll appreciate joining us. Uh, it's always a, a beautiful time to hear uh, people discussing about different issues pertaining to the to the Christian life. Okay, bro, please say a word of prayer as we bring this to close. Father, we thank you. Thank you, Lord. Because one thing we are sure of is that your word is not scarce in our time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. You bring your counsel to us every now and then. Hallelujah. Lord, we are praying 
that you will help us to seek the ancient path. Amen. And you will help us toe the ancient path. Amen. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. Amen.